Welcome to the Wild Woman Healing Podcast, where we dive into the discussions and practices that guide you back to your wild and true self. I'm your host, Riley Hedberg, creator and vessel for my business and entity, Wild Woman Healing. Together, we partner to create community, connection, and opportunities that help you to release what doesn't serve you, upgrade your frequency, and expand the inherent wisdom within your heart. I'm so grateful for your support, energy, and presence, as well as joining me on a journey in this podcast in rewilding yourself. Together, we will uncover the wisdom, creativity, and capabilities that already exist within you. Together, we will reclaim our right to stay wild. of the Wild Woman Healing Podcast. I am your host, Riley Hedberg, owner and creator, partner of my business, Wild Woman Healing LLC, women's rewilding coach, teacher, mentor, facilitator, workshop leader. Um, What else am I? Sometimes I do human design readings, lover of animals, lover of plants, um lover of nature poet i do love writing i don't know if i've mentioned that here um before but yeah so many different things and um sometimes i feel like i don't really ever say i mean i think i say a little bit about what i do but i don't think i ever really say it in the beginning or like the intro um and we might have some new listeners around here um so I just thought maybe it would be good to just kind of talk a little bit about myself and who I am. And when I was looking at the stats of the show, I saw that I have some international listeners, which is pretty cool. Not sure how y'all found me, but I'm glad you're here and I'm glad that you did. So welcome international listeners. Woohoo! Um, so today is going to be another solo episode. Um, I am getting some... Um, other women lined up to be on the show um but we're just trying to kind of um you know meet with both of our schedules and it can be kind of difficult sometimes I've found um especially when most of the people I have on the show don't live in Hawaii um and I also want to say if anybody is interested in being a guest on my podcast any wild woman that wants to come on and share your story talk a little bit about what you do this is a great way to get to know me because we can have a conversation but the audience can get to know you as well as a person um as a wild woman and you don't have to have a um business to be doing this you don't have to have offerings to come on the show if you just have like a wild woman story too that you want to share I'm totally up for having that on the show too because I just love hearing the stories of other people I really do um I used to be a journalist at one point in my life and it's because I love hearing about people's lives honestly it's like one of my favorite things so um if you want to be on the show please contact me you can contact me through my email which is wildwhealing at gmail.com and that's all underscore um or you can just contact me through social media too 
But I just wanted to throw that out there and say that. And then as far as offerings go, I'm still doing my special, which is um, one-on-one boxer coaching. This is until the end of November. This special is going until. So this is for you if you're kind of a trailblazing, visionary, wild woman and you are living a fast-paced life and you feel like you don't really have time for um, to meet with like weekly sessions, um, like we normally would, and you still are looking for some support. You want to work with me. You want my insight, my wisdom. You want somebody to hold you accountable on your goals, taking action on your desires, releasing fears and doubts, whatever it is, right? Um, this is a great way to work with me, um, get in contact with me, but at a way that works with you and your lifestyle and is a lot more flexible. So this is one-on-one Voxer coaching. You'll have access to me, um via voxer monday through friday i believe it's 10 a.m to 4 p.m um whatever time zone i'm in because i'll be traveling soon and then you'll also have access to my queendom library with meditations breath work master classes or i call them connection classes um, and then over like 11 hours of content for you just to dive into deepening your practice with your wild and true self Um, and that's at a lower price than my normal one-on-one coaching because there isn't those live sessions. So if you've been also wanting to work with me and you don't think you can afford my prices, which I just want to say, I'm sure you can, right? We've got limiting beliefs usually around fear and money. Totally get that. Um, but if you're wanting to work with me at a lower price, then this is the way to do that. So if you want to do that, you can go and sign up on my website underneath, um, my offerings page and you'll find my one-on-one coaching there and then on the application you'll have the choice to click the um, button for boxer coaching and that's how you can do that so fill out that app before december 1st and we can start partnering together wild one and then um, I also want to just mention too, my Wild Woman Healing Academy course is going to, the doors are going to be opening for enrollment and early bird pricing December 1st. And then that is going to start January 2023 um, for two months. Super excited about this offering, you guys. I'm about halfway through creation. I kind of took a break last week because I was feeling really tired and I had come down with a sickness. So I rested a lot and it was amazing just listening to my body and taking care of her um so i'm about halfway through um creation process and it's been a really fun slash challenging time i will say that the creation process isn't always easy it's not always roses and rainbows and amazing times no it's not sometimes it's a struggle and that's okay but i'm still so excited to be offering this course um to you guys i feel like it has helped to transform me and help me to see my perspective and like my whole role in this wide web in such a new way. And so I'm really excited to share this wisdom with you all. And this is for you if you're wanting to work with me, of course, if you're wanting to um, learn more about your wild and authentic self, to feel more capable of taking action on your desires, if you're wanting to increase your connection with your wild woman self, like if you feel like you've been separated from her, maybe you feel like something is missing, right? Like you have everything that you want in your life or seemingly should, but you're just feeling like there's something that's missing. Um, if you're feeling kind of lost and confused on your journey and you're wanting some more clarity or a little bit of direction, then this is for you. Um, 
if you're wanting support and if you're wanting to be a part of a supportive community of other wild women that are on similar paths to you, um, then this is also for you as well. So it's going to be eight weeks long. We'll have four live sessions um, and then we'll have a boxer chat too in between sessions so that you can ask me any questions as well. Um, so you can go on and get on the wait list right now through my website and then you'll have access to early bird pricing from there. And then, um, you'll have exclusive access and first dibs to sign up. Yay. So the topic that we're going to be talking about today is the heroine's journey. Um, and I'm super excited to talk about this. This is a part of actually module one in the Wild Woman Healing Academy course. Um, so I'm just going to give you a taste of this, of course, because I'm not going to go into the whole thing since um, you can get that if you join the course. And in module one, too, you'll get more about the seven habits of a wild and magical woman. And then about there's a uh, section two about um, embodying your wild and magical woman self, too along with a meditation and some practices. Yay! Um, so I'm just going to go into kind of like the um, bare bones of this really and talk about the heroine's journey, what it is, how it shaped my life, how it's helped me. Um, so yeah, and then I think I'm going to give a little example too, maybe using my own experience and maybe um, another story as well. We'll just see how it all pans out. So, um, the heroine's journey came about in the 1900s, around like 1990. Um, so we've had the hero's journey, right? I think you probably heard about this. Um, and we see the hero's journey in so much of the media, right? Like, I feel like really any movie, if you learn about this and then you watch any movie, or if you're reading book, uh, I mean a book, or it's like a story about somebody, it's always usually with the hero or heroine's journey. But of course, since most of us live in a patriarchal society, um, we see more of just the hero's journey, right? Like there's a man, maybe he starts off and he is going through a rough time. He can't seem to get his life together. Maybe he's addicted to drugs. He's getting a divorce. He lost his job, whatever it is. Then he goes through this whole transformation, right? Like something happens to him and it changes his life and he goes on this journey. And then he, um, you know, returns, right? He comes back to his life. Like he's still obviously like himself and externally it's like his life is still the same, right? Like maybe there's the same relationships. Maybe he's still got that same job, whatever it is, but he's changed as a person. And so this is really the premise of a hero or a heroine's journey is, um, I mean, externally things can change, but I really do feel like it's more of like a shift of perspective. And one difference that I've learned about the hero versus heroine's journey is that the hero's journey is more external and then the heroine's journey is more focused inward. Um, and I feel like this is a perfect example too of like the masculine and the feminine because I feel a lot of like the masculine energies um, that exist within us when we're kind of like running high on those it's more focused on like external material things which obviously we need in life like we can't just have internal kind of things we need material things to survive because we're living in a material world um 
And then for the feminine, it's more like focused on the internal world, right? We think of like intuition. We think of that spark of creativity. We think of just going home to ourselves. Um, so this is one difference between the hero and the heroine's journey. And the heroine's journey mo- mainly focuses on women or those that identify as women. And so um, the hero's journey was created by Joseph Campbell, who is a, I believe he's a mythologist and a therapist, but, or a psychotherapist, but don't quote me on the psychotherapist part. I'm like 90% sure he is, um, though not 100% sure. And one of his students, Maureen Murdoch, was like, study, so she was studying this, right? And she's like, hey, wait a minute, like, I'm seeing a lot of stories on men and men's journeys, but I'm not seeing a lot of representation on women. Of course, right. So many of us have seen this. We look at the media. We look at TV shows. Main characters are usually those that identify as males or those that look like males, whatever it is, right? And we even see this with um, different cultures, um, different races. Um, You know, it's like so many groups are... So they're either misrepresented or underrepresented in the media. Um, I do feel like we are kind of making segues, but all of us kind of are already aware and we already kind of know this. Anyways, Maureen in the 1990s was like, wait a minute, like I don't see that many stories about women and I'm a woman and like I feel that there's stories to tell and that the hero's journey just isn't really enough for me. Like I don't want to look at stories of men all the time um, and um not see myself right that's the thing it's like you're not seeing yourself it's hard to relate to somebody that you have a different experience from right um and so she went to him and was like i think i'm gonna you know do kind of like my own thing um and i can't remember the exact quote he said but he was like there's no reason for you to you know focus on women like um you know that's just like not important not to say that joseph campbell isn't like a um that he's like a woman hater or, you know, he had anything against women. I don't know that much about him, so I'm not here to spout off some of that nonsense. Um, But he just, that was his perspective. He just didn't really see a need for it. And that would make sense, right? Because he isn't a woman. So why would he really think that? So good thing we had Maureen Murdoch. um, And so she was the one that coined the heroine's journey as a student of Joseph Campbell who coined the hero's journey. And so she created something called the arc. Um, So today we're really only going to focus on if you really want to sum it up, the hero and the heroine's journey, it's three stages. It's separation, stage one, stage two is initiation, and stage three is the return. Um... So, you know, if you're kind of just thinking about it, you want to simplify it, those are three stages and that's pretty simple to remember, right? Um, But I'll just read off quickly the ARC and you can look this up online. There's a really great website called um, Heroine's Journey. I think it's just like theheroinesjourney.com or something like that. Um, But even if you just go online and type in Google like the Heroine's Journey ARC, um, it will come up. So... I'm just going to read off there's 10 stages that consist of the heroine's journey. So it starts separation from the feminine stage one. Stage two is identification with the masculine and gathering of allies. Stage three road of trials meeting ogres and dragons. Stage three. I mean stage four my bad uh finding the boon of success. Stage five awakening to feelings of spiritual aridity death. 
Stage six, initiation and descent to the goddess. Stage seven, urgent yearning to reconnect with the feminine. Stage eight, healing the mother-daughter split. Stage nine, healing the wounded masculine. Stage 10, integration of masculine and feminine. And then the cycle repeats. Um, so those are the 10 stages. And again, like I said, we're not going to go into all of those today because that would take a while. And then I would be giving you all of my insight that I already put into the course. Um, so if you want to learn more about this, you can sign up for the course. It's part of the first module. Um, and I also give two examples from this, um, from one of my favorite books that I've read. And I also give the example through the story of, um, I believe, I believe it's the Greek goddess Psyche. Um, just because I, I really like her story and I'm kind of just like fascinated by her. But I, I did do another example from one of my favorite heroines from um, a book that I've recently been reading. So that was a little fun to do. And you'll also have the opp opportunity to kind of practice writing your own heroine's journey as kind of just like a reflection, like, wow, I've actually been through this before. Um, and this is going to help you to... Um, you know, just kind of realize like, okay, wow, look at all these things I've done and I've made it through the journey or it can allow you to be like, maybe I got stuck on a certain part of the journey and I haven't completed this journey because this is what can happen. A lot of us can kind of start the journey and then we can get kind of stuck. Maybe we, you know, meet the ogres and the dragons like they're talking about, right? And that can be in the form of the naysayers, right? Like people that are like, well, you can't do that. Or it can be like your own crit your own personal critic within you that's like that's not possible for you you know whatever it is that kind of holds you back from being able to do that um maybe you have the urge right to return to the feminine but there's a part of you that feels that's that that's unsafe to do so and so you're kind of in this place where you're feeling really stuck maybe you've descended into the goddess and you're just feeling like you're in a really dark place and you can't see your way out of the tunnel so i feel like we're always kind of in this process it's a never-ending journey right that's the journey of life so i don't just think we go through this once and then we're like all right well we're done yay if only right um I feel like we go through this journey multiple times um, and sometimes I think it feels bigger and sometimes I think it feels a little bit smaller. I think that there's something to say too about the dark night of the soul as correlated to this as well. I see a lot of similarities to this. Dark night of the soul definitely feels like this as well and I think of them mainly as similar so some of you may not agree with me but that's kind of just how I see it right now in my life. Um, but yeah, so this is why the heroine's journey, I think, is really important to learn because it's just, it's telling the story of yourself. It's telling the story of other women. And it's it's kind of, you know, showing you and all of us women that we really can be the main characters, characters of our own story. Um, I think so many of us, we put ourselves on the back burner. We never start that journey. Maybe we get that call to separate and we don't listen to that call. And then we feel a lot of resentments for our life. We feel resentments for ourselves, our families, our situation, whatever it is. And we feel like there's something missing, right? And it's because we haven't taken that journey. And I think all of us are meant to take that journey. Like that's how we learn and grow. Um, so Yeah. Another as important aspect, I think, of this is seeing yourself on the journey and knowing that you're not alone on the journey. 
So I believe that all of us women, like I said before, go through this and we're all at different stages at different times, depending on what's going on in our lives. Um, And when you're able to kind of see yourself right in the stories of other women, you can say, oh, okay. So maybe there is a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Or maybe you can have some validation for how you're feeling because maybe your life feels really freaking chaotic and maybe you feel just kind of sad and like super ungrounded or just like nothing makes sense anymore, right? Like your world is crumbling, your perspectives are changing, the things that once brought you joy no longer do. Um, you can kind of look to other women's stories and, um, you know, say, okay, well, they were a part, they have felt this way too and it's okay. So, because I just think this is like such a big thing, right? We all sometimes feel so alone on our journeys and um you know we're really not alone i've said this in other episodes before i think i might have said this in the previous episode but so many of my clients like come to me and they all have such similar things that they want to be coached on and mentored on and they all think that they're alone in what they're going through and that that means something is wrong with them and it's not true at all most of you are going through a lot of the same things it's just that we don't talk about it right and so being able to go on the hero and journey yourself and hearing the stories of other women it's kind of like okay i'm not alone like i'm going through this and this is just a natural part of life and it's okay and depending on where you're at in the journey you can kind of say okay well i am descending into the goddess now and um you know it might feel kind of dark and and scary now but um you know i know that i have maybe you know, that yearning to reconnect to the feminine, right? Which is a natural progression within this arc. So maybe you've been feeling like, okay, I want to just kind of take some time to flow with my life, to just kind of go back into my creativity, into my womb, um, but just creating for the sake of creating, right? Um, But, you know, your mind is kind of overpowering you and is like, we don't have time for this. Like, what are you thinking right now? You might kind of be like, I don't understand what's going on with me. Like I was never a person that was wanting to just, um, you know, have more flexibility in my day. I, I am somebody that loves structure. I'm somebody that loves routine. I thrive from this. And now all of a sudden I have this desire to just kind of throw it all to the wind and just say, um, you know, I don't really know what's coming next, but that's okay. And this is scary for a lot of us, right? When we are moving into new patterns, new ways of being, new experiences, new realities. Um, I know for me personally, when I was going through my own heroine's journey, I felt um, really alone and really sad. And I know I've talked about this before, just like I was going kind of crazy. And so it was really helpful for me to... Um, listen to others um in their stories and know that okay wow they've been through something similar to me and um you know they've made it out right like they look at where they are now right like i think of this one woman who is a famous astrologer now and she was at a place where she was living with her parents she was like 30 years old um or a little over 30 she had just gotten um dumped by her fiance and I think this is okay that I'm sharing this because she has this on her podcast too um which has like a a a lot of listeners so I think it's okay and I guess I'm not mentioning her name anyways um yeah so she had just gotten dumped by her fiance and she 
um, didn't want to be an architect anymore. And she's like, I have felt this calling to go to astrology and I had no idea why, like that was not something that I was ever really interested in. And so she was like, I felt like almost I was at my rock bottom, right? Like I had no money. Um, and I remember this like one specific part where it was like, she was like, I paid $500 to get this. It was either she was seeing an astrologer or like an Oracle card reader. And she paid them like $500 with a credit card because she didn't have any money. And I've done things like that in my own journey where I didn't have really any money. Um, but I still got it from some other way, right? Where my mind would have been like, this is a bad idea. Like you shouldn't do this. Like you're irresponsible, whatever, things like that. It was just things that didn't make sense. But in my own journey and within my own desires, I was like, I know that this is like helpful for me. Like I know that this is the next step on my journey and where I'm meant to be going. And because I had listened to her story, I was like, okay, like she's been through this. This is something that has happened to like other women on similar paths to me. And that gave me some comfort, honestly. I'll say that like it gave me some comfort because I was like, I'm not alone in some of the things I'm doing because so many people around me weren't doing that or they hadn't expressed that. And so I felt like there was something wrong with me. Um, So yeah, that's just like one small example of how getting to hear other women's stories of their own heroine's journey has really helped me to I guess, have more validation and acceptance for my own journey and my own desires and following them. And that's really my wish to you, which is why I am putting this um, as a part of my course. And I just love myths. I love stories. I love getting to hear the stories of other women from across time, from across cultures. Like, I just think it's so fun and exciting and I don't know, just really cool. So that's another reason why I wanted to put that in there too. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the um, three stages. So, okay, there's separation. And I put here separation from the feminine. So the hero's journey obviously is not going to be um, exactly similar. Both of them are like separation, initiation, and the return. But I put here for the heroine's journey in my notes separation from the feminine because within the arc that I was talking about this is really the first step um so I'm gonna go kind of a little bit into the story of me um because I've written a little story about this and how it showed up in my life and I found that this was really helpful in making sense of the journey I had been on that I didn't even realize I had been on because I never took time to reflect so when I took time to reflect and kind of write my own story I was like wow this is actually pretty cool like look at this journey I've been on look at all these things I've uncovered and worked through and the lessons I've learned and the things I've uncovered like so that was really cool being able to reflect on that and see how far I've come, which is why I think the heroine's journey is super cool and another reason I wanted to put this in my course as well. Okay, so separation from the feminine. So I would say, um, so my own story I wrote, which is called Water Woman. Um, and maybe I'll put this in the show notes in case anybody's curious about reading it. Um, but it's based on my journey of when I um, left the Midwest where I'm originally from and I sold all my stuff and I moved to Hawaii because I had this desire to do this. And I know I've covered this story in another episode, so I'm not going to go into detail here. Um, so it was that separation from the feminine. And here, this isn't necessarily like the feminine... Um, that we kind of think of right like that creativity I guess 
I want to say like I don't want to I want to say like the positive attributes of the feminine right like creativity fluidity intuition creation you know that type of things this is more of the feminine that's like in the patriarchal sense so you know maybe it's kind of like not setting boundaries or letting other people do things for you um not really having a voice um kind of almost subscribing to the patriarchal beliefs of what it means to be a woman, um, which is usually not helpful for most of us, right? And so this is why a lot of us end up rejecting this or why it's important to like separate from this idea of what it means to be a woman and have these feminine qualities. Um, so I think this is really important because this is not like the, I feel like healed or like whole aspects of what it means to be in the feminine. Um so for me, it was kind of, um, I was at this time really like wanting something new and subscribing to the patriarchy and what it meant to be a woman. I didn't have any boundaries, really. I had a hard time saying no. I had troubles with intimacy at this point in time. Um, yeah, I my emotions were just like off the chart. Like I just didn't know how to regulate them at all. And I had this desire for a different way of life. For I was really craving at this time like slower living. Um, but at this point in time too, I was kind of letting my parents um, kind of take control over my life at this point still. like, And it wasn't even like, I mean a little bit. They were kind of like, no, you should do this. You should do this sort of thing. Um, but they were also just kind of, I think it was like their beliefs or like my beliefs that I had about them. Like, oh, my parents aren't going to love me if I decide to do this with my life, right? Um, so those were things that, you know, I was trying to really separate from. So I did that, right? And, um, you know, we can think about this intangibly. We can actually think about this tangibly as well. And so intangibly, it was like me cutting this cord from my old self, one that didn't have any boundaries, one that, um, you know, put my needs after other people, one that kind of listened to the negative beliefs in my head, one that, um, yeah, let others' beliefs kind of dictate what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I also had a hard time expressing myself at this point too. So yeah, it was kind of just like cutting that cord, right? Like separating from that part of me almost. Um, and literally it was selling all of my stuff and um getting on a plane and saying goodbye to my old life and making a life in Hawaii um so that was really that separation and at that point I knew that's what I needed in order to like actualize into my own person and be the woman that I knew I was destined to be so initiation I feel like this one can be kind of a long process. Um, there's so much that can go into the initiation. I kind of like to think of this as when you're going into the underworld or you're going into the dark night of the soul. And a lot of this happened. Like, I don't think sometimes it's just one big initiation. I think maybe there's some that feel really big and there's some that feel really small. Or and it's just like one day you're kind of just like, oh, that belief has changed. Or I see my new new my reality in a new way sort of thing. Um, so for me, like, I feel like this is kind of still happening, honestly, a lot of the time. Um, but 
you know, there was many initiations I had when I went to Hawaii and I, I lived in Maui and I got to live my life in a whole new way. At that point in time, I got to really slow down. I got to connect with the Aina, with the land that I was living on. I had a chance to kind of get back into my body. I had a chance to be open about my beliefs and really expressing myself and my spirituality like never before. And I had a chance to kind of step into a more leadership position. Honestly, nobody knew me there. So it was almost like it was a lot easier for me to just be this person I wanted to be. Um, I had new friendships, right? I had my allies that we kind of talked about within the um, bigger arc um, that kind of helped me. Um, And there was also really hard times. Um, you know, I remember one time I was like sitting in the yoga studio that we had there and I had just got done reading the book Black Elk Speaks, which if you don't know what that book is, it's a really great book, um, about, um, a Native American man. And I can't remember exactly what tribe he was in. Um, but he was really trying to heal like the sacred hoop of his people, um, which he didn't really get to see happen um at the end but it's just really a great book about um you know his people and his tribe and i feel like their connection to the land and their connection to spirit um and just kind of like you know what happened to the indigenous people of this country so i had gotten done reading that book and or the U.S. because I know we have international people. So I'm talking from the perspective of the U.S. So I had just gotten done reading that book. And all of my um, roommates were gone at a ceremony. And I just remember like sitting in the yoga studio and just crying. Like I was shedding so many tears for just like all of the grief that I had that I hadn't processed when I was younger. Um, and of course I had kept all of my emotions in. So I was just crying and... For myself, I was crying for indigenous people. I was crying for the land. I was crying for like everybody that's been wronged and traumatized, which is all of us. And it just felt like a lot. And I was like, oh my God, like, what is this? Like, this is crazy, right? Um, so that's just like one example of like initiation and um, one that felt like really big to me, but there definitely were smaller ones, like when I felt like I started manifesting um, things really easy, or I felt like I was just like really in tune with myself when I was writing a lot of poetry and just creating to create. And I was connecting back with, you know, that self that I had been separated from, um, you know, when I was like meditating. And one time I had this vision of my mom when she was younger which she corroborated that story later on so there was just so many like different initiations on that island and also when i went to uh the big island of hawaii um as well and things that continue to happen um so there's definitely more i could say about that um but at that time too i'll say during my initiation um i i kind of had like this negative belief about the masculine right um you know I but at the same time it was interesting because I was also still like subscribing to some of like the masculine ways of being like so I was kind of deep into like my spiritual practices I was like eating really healthy I was trying to juice smoothies like working out meditating 
doing yoga I was like very journaling I was very disciplined in those things and I just really never let myself relax and of course this was a transformative because I was like doing so many of these things but I was still kind of subscribing to that patriarchal way like I hadn't changed Um, And I was living a different lifestyle, but I was using like some of the same masculine kind of tendencies um, in order to kind of um, get me to where I was. Um, So going into the return. um, So this is the returning to the feminine and kind of like we explored or I, I kind of shared a little bit about in the arc, it's finding that balance between the masculine and the feminine and um, returning to that feminine. So, you know, we kind of think, for example, when I separated, I was just like, I had a hard time with the feminine. I was like, to be undisciplined is a bad thing, right? To have flexibility, like, you know, or to be in the flow, like that's a bad thing. I had all of these things. I was like, I have to be disciplined. I have to meditate for this many times a day. I have to, you know, I can't eat any sugar. I can't eat chocolate cake. Um, you know, it was just like, I was like really strict and disciplined and hard on myself because I was like, this is how you change and this is how you grow. And it was not that healthy because there was still that judgment. Like I thought I had escaped from that, but I hadn't. So this was a really big wake up call and another initiation. Um, so returning to that feminine self. So for me, this was about, um, first of all, becoming conscious of those things that I was still kind of judging myself and opening up to the beliefs that I had about what it may, what it means to be in the feminine. And then, um, you know, returning to that, but in a different way. So instead of thinking that, you know, expressing my emotions is a bad thing and that this is a symbol of weakness, it's saying, well, like this is actually a symbol of strength and it's a good thing to express myself. And you know what? I can also have that balance between the masculine and the feminine by, um, you know, asserting my boundaries and protecting myself and my energy uh, so that maybe I have time to tap into that feminine and exploring my day how I want to, right? Or just creating for the sake of creating because I'm setting that boundaries and giving myself the space to do so. So that's like one example how you can kind of, you know, balance that masculine in the feminine. So, you know, I can kind of think about this too with, so we've got intangibly, but like tangibly as well. So, At one point, I did return um, back to my home, you know, like back to the Midwest. I didn't move there back there, but I was um, um, visiting my family. And I always like people always say this, like, you will know if you've grown or, or, you know, really change if you can be with your family and, uh, you know, not fall back into those same patterns, right? Not fall back into those same ways of being or like get triggered by the same things or, you know, all of these, all of these things that happen when we're with our families, like that to me is the biggest test. Um, and I realized that, yeah, one, I still had a lot of work to do in that sense. Um, but at the same time, I did realize like how much I had grown too, um which was really cool like I had more love and compassion for my siblings and for my mom and my dad than I had before I had a whole new outlook on the place I had grown up so before I like really despised it and I didn't really like it because I felt like I was an outsider my whole life um but now coming back I was and even now when I go back more like it's always changed and I have almost a new appreciation for it and just like an acceptance for my roots and where I've come from even if you listen back to like the first episode of this podcast I still feel like I have a little bit of that oh man that place sucked 
But now I'm kind of like, you know what? That was my journey and that was a fine place to grow up. Um, And there's amazing people there. So it's almost like, you know, I'm going back to the same place. I'm returning, right? But I'm seeing it through new eyes, like I was saying before. So it's more of an internal shift. Um, So everything externally in your life could be the same, but everything is so different because you have a different perspective. And this is really what I love to teach and embody in my, all of literally all of my offerings because it's accessible to all of us. And I think that it's great because so many of us think, oh, I have to change everything about my life. But we think about that externally. And so, you know, maybe we're trying to like have a new diet or we are trying to move to a new place, um, get a new job, right? And that's going to bring me happiness and that's going to bring me peace. But in reality, it's that internal shift that is going to give you what you're looking for. You don't really need to change anything externally. It's all internally. Which when I say that, and even when I say that, a lot of us are like, no, thank you. I'd rather do the external things because I don't want to look within myself. And this is really where, you know, that descent into the goddess, those initiations, those dark night of the souls take place. Um, So, yeah. And then another, you know, example, and I'll let you guys, you know, if you want to, you can kind of read into this is uh, the story of Persephone. So um, I just love her mythology and she's a great example of the heroine's journey, I feel like, because she goes from maiden, right? Um, I believe she was the goddess of spring and she returns the queen of the underworld, right? Um, So she's really like leaving that maidenhood, that kind of just like, I'm letting my mom kind of, you know, tell me what to do and control my life. And we can think of that, you know, as like the mother within our psyche or the mother, like literally it could be somebody in our life that is kind of controlling us. Um, And then we kind of separate from that, right? She goes into the underworld um, and she, um, I mean, people's, you know, there's the whole rape thing, but metaphorically, it's not actually she's being raped by somebody. It's, you know, kind of just like part of this initiation process. Um, And then she returns back up but she's changed right so she gets to hang out um above ground or with her mother right but then she's also going back underground so the way i like to think of this is she you know is able to um go back to kind of like her life right maybe the material things external things but she has that strong connection to her wild and true self she has that strong connection to that queen in the underworld that deep place within herself, within her being that helps her to feel rooted and strong and creative. Um, so that's kind of like, she's got one foot in both worlds, which I think is so important. And that really feels like a big balance, you know, between that masculine and the feminine, like we've been talking about. Um, so yeah. So if you want to read more on her and kind of just like look at how this all ties in together, I encourage you to do that because I think that that is really great. Um, So yeah, if you want to learn more about this and you want to learn more about each stage because I go into each stage and, you know, writing your own story. um, And then if you want to get, you know, some more examples that I have within this module, um, then go on and sign up for my Wild Woman Healing Academy course. Again, this is part of module one and the doors are going to open for that in December. And then we're officially going to start in January super excited um, for all of you to join and to learn about this and I thank you for tuning into this episode today 
Um, And I hope that you have a beautiful morning, afternoon, evening, or night with whatever that you're doing. Please feel free to share, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It really helps to get, you know, my offerings out there. It helps to get this message out there. So I do really appreciate that. And I'm so grateful for you all. And I hope that you all have, if you're in the U.S. and you do celebrate Thanksgiving, a great holiday weekend. And um, yeah. Stay wild.